0: We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go! Let's go! Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I am so, so thrilled to have our next guest here. Uh, I've actually known Kathy for some time, and I'm absolutely thrilled to and honored I should say to have her here to discuss a lot of what is going on with her current role but also just overall just to help others really understand what exactly her office is doing, um, and a lot of the good stuff that is uh, that has not been announced yet, but is actually getting announced here. So very, very excited. So Kathy Vidal is the director of the United States Patent and Trademark Office, which is also referred to as USPTO. Uh, But she serves as the Undersecretary of Commerce for Intellectual Property and Director of the US Patent and Trademark Office. And in that role as the Chief Executive of the USPTO, she leads one of the largest intellectual property offices in the world with more than 13 1000 employees holy moly and an annual budget of over 4 billion she is the principal ip advisor to our us president president biden and the administration through the secretary of commerce and is focused on incentivizing and protecting us innovation entrepreneurship, and creativity. And Kathy leads an agency whose mission is to help American workers and businesses compete. Gotta love that. And I am so excited to hear more about the office's focus on inclusive innovation and learn more about CI Squared and Kathy's role in that. And finally, I'm super excited to hear more about her newest program, called WE, which she will share a little bit more about. So welcome, Kathy.
1: Thank you, Kara. So excited to be here with you today.
0: Super, super excited and honored. And so first of all, you and I haven't talked too much about this, but how did it feel to be asked to lead the the patent and trademark
1: office? So that's interesting. It's, you know, it is a service position. And so when I was first asked about it, I had to think about it because my family was in California. Uh, You know, certainly I had, um, I felt like I was making a lot of change where I was, as you know, Kara, we made a lot of change together. And so, but it didn't take long for me to reflect on it and just think about what an honor and opportunity to do more to lift americans so um what once I actually reflected on it and, and got my Family's buy-in. I was just so thrilled to have at that time to have the potential to serve the country.
0: Well, what an amazing, amazing pick! And you are the second woman to actually run that office. So that is absolutely just so inspiring to to know you on so on so many fronts. So, like you said, you had a career. You had done quite a bit around diversity and obviously had worked with some major, major companies uh, in your practice, but also worked with a lot of startups and had done angel investing and so had known a lot of entrepreneurs along the way. So when you were making this decision, did you feel like there's something that I really want to impact when I get to Washington? And what was that?
1: So uh, that is the way that I looked at it. I thought about what the U.S. Patent and Trademark System does for the country in terms of incentivizing innovation. Um, It democratizes, to some extent, innovation and entrepreneurship, because regardless of who you are, when you walk in that room to seek investment – and you have intellectual property protection, it's something concrete that investors can invest in. So I thought through that, as well as U.S. competitiveness, national security, there are so many things that our system impacts. And it seemed like the time to jump in to see if we could lift all of that.
0: So what do you see as the biggest challenges for the U.S. Patent and
1: Trademark Office? Time. (laughs) I would just say that we have so much we want to accomplish. And We're going to need, we're going to need partnerships. We're going to need to partner across government. So we need an all of government approach and we need public private partnerships so that we can actually move the needle more quickly than we ever have before. So that to me is the biggest challenge that the colleagues I work with are phenomenal. The number of people who've come out and said, we want to support you. We want to work with the USPTO has been great. All kinds of stakeholders of all sizes. And then across government, we're all aligned. So now is the time. And it's just a matter of marshalling those resources and moving quickly.
0: How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. Incredible. So we've had a number of guests on our show. My show primarily is interviewing founders and entrepreneurs uh, all over the world. This podcast has heard, but a number of guests who have shared that along their journey, they waited to actually file for trademarks um, along the way. And uh, more than a few of them figured out that that was a really bad idea uh, and that they had to rebrand. They had to do a lot of things. So I'd love for you to share with everybody why it's so important to file trademarks early rather than later.
1: Yeah, it's even more important on the patent side, but absolutely on the trademark side that you you need to figure out what your brand is, really differentiate your product. Mm -hmm. And then once you figure out what that is and start to invest in it, if you don't protect it before somebody else does and you lose it, you then lost all that name recognition with all the money that you've invested with all the sweat equity. So it's it's critical that you think about that up front as soon as you start having a product offering.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. So you made an unprecedented move last month. I, as I was doing some research, was just so inspired by this and issued the office's first sanctions against a patent challenger for abuse of the system. I know you can't speak specifically about any cases, but generally, why was this so important for uh, you to actually take this to Congress?
1: So I'll just I'll just bring it up a level because you're right, Kara, I can't speak about individual cases. Um, I will say that, it, as you mentioned, you mentioned Congress. So Congress did write me a letter about um, about abuses generally and about whether I was going to tolerate abuses on the system. And I wrote back categorically that I would not. From my perspective, the abuses get in the way of the operations of the PTO. They get in the way of us being able to serve small to medium-sized enterprises. And, and they, you know, when you have abuses of the system, there's less trust in the system. So I feel very strongly that part of my role is to make sure that I'm upholding the trust in the institution and that i 'm ferreting out any abuses and um, and getting rid of them
0: well, I love the fact, as I mentioned earlier that you 've worked with entrepreneurs and you know the pain points um, all different industries frankly that you've have friends who are entrepreneurs and again like have scaled companies from zero to um, you know, hundreds of millions, maybe even a few billions, right? That along the way, that I just think that that's just such a critical piece to know that you're in the office and you're really standing up for abuses. So I, I absolutely love that. So let's talk about the Council for Inclusive Innovation, so also known as CI Squared. Can you share a little bit about what is that
1: and what are the priorities? So I I appreciate that. So it's a council that is led by the Secretary of Commerce, Gina Raimondo, and I vice chair it. And what it is, is a council that is working to expand innovation throughout the country inclusively. So in underrepresented communities, um, in underrepresented areas of the country. And what I have done with it since I took the helm about six months ago is I've expanded it to take an all of government approach. So I now have a number of co-vice chairs in different positions in government, and we're working together to make sure that we work across government with Small Business Association in BDA, a lot of the different organizations across the country, so that we can reach would-be inventors, innovators, brands where they are, and let them know about the ability to protect IP and to bring their ideas to impact.
0: Very cool. So the priorities, like how how does it differ versus maybe what was going on before?
1: So this is something that started a little bit before my time uh, in the last administration with the Secretary of Commerce. And from my perspective, what we are doing is really finding a way to amplify it, to ramp it up and to have impact quickly. And so we've begun a number of different initiatives with that in mind. Um, We have regional offices throughout the country. So we are working to figure out how our presence throughout those regions can have more impact. And I'll just give you one example. So one of the things that we do is we collaborate with 21 pro bono organizations that actually cover the entire of the United States. Hmm. And as soon as I got on board, we expanded our efforts with them so that we could reach more people because we realized that the more we can connect up with people and provide them pro bono services, the more we're going to lift people demographically in different geographic regions, um, et cetera. And so Kara, just, just to give you an idea on numbers, right now the number of women on patents is about 12 to 13%. When we got out there through pro bono, and met the women where they where they are, no matter where they are in the country. The number jumped from twelve to thirteen percent to forty one percent. Wow! In terms of representation, yeah, it's, it's huge. And the other demographics were just as pleasantly surprising. So the number of people that we service through pro bono that identify as African American is thirty percent. Wow! Hispanic fourteen so percent. I could just go on and on, but that's just an example of where we're doubling down on things, investing more, investing more time, investing more money to make sure that we're getting out to people as opposed to waiting for them to discover what the USPTO is and and knocking on our door.
0: That's incredible. Do you feel like it's shifted quite a bit in terms of, of where these entrepreneurs are as well?
1: So it's interesting. We just released a study on where women patent. So we looked at where women patent throughout the entire United States on a county by county basis. And what we found is it's not as much shifting because typically women patented where women used to patent. So the biggest rises in where women were patenting is where they were already patenting. But we also found some other correlations that are interesting, including that women patenting really correlates with education. So, once women attain certain educational levels, the chance that we're going to find new women patentees in their county really escalates. Hmm. So, we're and, and on all this, we're trying to study data from across the country to figure out what the trends are, what's driving inclusive innovation, what's bringing more people into the ecosystem so that we can adapt the ecosystem to be more inclusive.
0: So, so interesting. So let's jump into your newest program, WE, the Women's Entrepreneur Initiative, which of course I absolutely am so excited about. It's launching today on November 16th. Can you share a little bit more about what you hope to accomplish by launching this?
1: Well, and, and I appreciate that, Kara. So for the Council for Inclusive Innovation we have a lot of tools. We have a lot of training. We have a lot of programs we're running for everyone. And the thought with we, and and we're going to probably do this in other areas as well, is a lot of times women connect better in with resources that are focused on women. Mm -hmm. So the idea with we is to provide a kind of a a micro ecosystem within government so that women can connect in to all the resources in government, whether it's funding from our sister agencies, whether it's filing for a trademark or patent within the USPTO. And then we'd be there to support them not only with the government resources, but also all the great work that's already going on around the country to support women. So I really see it as the USPTO acting as a catalyst and an amplifier to make sure that we bring women together, both those who have been successful is where, as well as those who can benefit from it to make sure we're bringing more women into the innovation ecosystem.
0: So today, November 16th is the launch of it, but the, you've got other things uh, set up along the way in the
1: programming. Do you want to share a little bit more about what is in the future? Perfect. So um, it, it was really great because when I, we started thinking about doing this, we realized that November 19th is Women Entrepreneurship Day. So what what better way of having a forcing function to launch a program um, to do it just in time for the 19th? So that's how we picked the 16th. The 19th is a Saturday, so it didn't make sense to launch anything on a Saturday. Um, And then we launched it on a Wednesday because what we want to do going forward is, number one, we want to connect women with the resources, the tools and the mentoring to make them successful. And part of that, I I could go on and on about all the resources we have around that, but making sure that they connect into all of that. We also want to bring successful women in, whether it's women who can teach them more about using the IP system to bring their ideas to impact, women who've can teach them about how to find funding, both in the government and outside the government, um, and women can, who can teach them how to network and you know, really be successful in all they do. So what we're doing is a couple things. One, we, we launched a website today, so there'll be a lot of resources on the website. We're going to continue to develop that. And then we're going to start to have We Wednesdays. So Women Entrepreneur Wednesdays, where we will open that up to women entrepreneurs around the country to tune in, hear great ideas, ask questions, and get advice. So that's really the next step is to launch the We Wednesdays. And then after that, in March of every year, we have a Women Entrepreneurship Symposium, which is a phenomenal program to really help kickstart and launch women. So we will celebrate that as well and have programming around that. And then in April, World IP Day this year was just announced as focusing on women. So there's a lot of programming this year that really makes this a year to launch an initiative like this, to bring all the great people like you together and figure out what more we can do to leverage all the resources out there to support women even more.
0: I'm so excited for this. And I think it's such a great idea and really giving people a place to kind of tune in to kind of support them. I mean, you you shared a little bit of, around the uh you just mentioned it, but also, you know, protecting your idea, funding uh the startup and then networking. And then I think also just giving people the courage and um the the ability to believe in themselves. Cause I think that that's half the battle. There's so many people that have great ideas and and uh really would love to get their project out there, but maybe aren't as confident as maybe even some male counterparts <laughs> that are out there, right? And and I think there's tons of studies that have shown this, but if we can support each other and really help each other to launch something, I think that that's, that's an amazing thing.
1: Well, and I, I think it's two-part. One is women do better when they collaborate and, and when they're with other women um you know we see that from the statistics women's you know all of our happy juices start flowing when we're collaborating versus competing and so just getting women together and letting them run ideas by each other and collaborate is huge in and of itself the the data we saw from the study of the county by county on where women patent it's where other women patent so yeah. we know that that's a recipe for success we also know there's so many amazing organizations through this country that get women together, but usually there is a bar that you have to, you have to apply, you have to be selected, you have to be at a certain level. Mm-hmm. And this is really about serving everyone to make sure that all women have access to something like that and to bring together the women who are in those organizations as well, as the women who aren't in those organizations.
0: That's amazing. And there. are it, will there be a membership fee of any sort or no nothing like that which is terrific
1: yes no membership fee at all our goal is to figure out how we can serve women with all the resources we have as you mentioned we have 13,000 in the USPTO itself we're working across commerce on this this is really important to the secretary as well in 2020 Two million women left the workforce, and we're trying to get them either back in the workforce or starting their own companies. And it's just, it's such a great time to to really focus on this.
0: Well, I've had a few guests on recently, Julia Borstein, uh, who had a book that came out recently, and she shared that the number of females that are getting funded has actually dropped down to 2% um combined with another one of my guests who is a McKinsey partner and she talked about how many people are currently leaving the workforce. McKinsey just came out with their newest study and many of those people are women that are leaving and they're not necessarily leaving because they have kids at home that they need to take care of. They're leaving because they're frustrated, right? And they potentially do have ideas that they want to go out and launch. And I think that having this group could be just the thing to get people to, to really spur innovation and, and uh, more projects out there run by women. So I think it's really, really terrific. So, so
1: what can we do or what ask do you have for our listeners? Well, I I appreciate that. And any ideas people have on what more we can do to serve American women who have great ideas, whether it's about building a company or um, whether it's a technological idea, we want to be here and be a resource. So, A, we want to connect into all those who are doing great work. We're not looking to replace that work. We're looking to lift it. To make sure that women know where they can go to get the support they need. We'll be part of that ecosystem, but more as a supplement and as a catalyst. And so for anybody who has good ideas on that, you can reach me directly at director at uspto.gov and look forward to sharing ideas. If you know great women that we should highlight, that can tell their stories. There are so many, although the number of women who Get investment is quite low, as you mentioned. We're, we're looking to change that and to tell the story of those who've made it and to have all the great people you and I both know, Kara, who are out there seeking women to invest in and you know, all the great resources we right now have in government. So looking forward to connecting with anybody who has great ideas on that.
0: I love that so much. And we'll have all of the connections in the show notes as well. Kathy, thank you so much. And Best of luck with everything. Thank you so much for serving and doing what you're doing as well, because I I know how hard you're working and how much you're accomplishing. And I really, really, um, you inspire so many of us. So thank you again. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great rest of the week. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders. But achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Undaunted.